Hello, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Good Health, a weekly podcast where we explore natural approaches to good life. And in that, I'm talking about good health. I am your host and aspiring herb geek, David Maloof. Herbal medicine has, to some people, a bit of a perception problem. The way herbal medicine is portrayed in the media or pop culture as something done in the backwoods somewhere, or it's something mystical, certainly not scientific, is a problem for the herbal community. Are you okay if we talk to someone who crashes that perception? We're going to have a conversation with an herbalist with a scientific background, a career in the medical field, but someone who uses their background in science and research to help push integrative medicine forward. I predict this is going to be an interesting conversation. This podcast is sponsored by Dr. Tate's Herbal Tinctures and Tonics. And while we will mention the tonics, if they are relevant to the conversation, this podcast is not an infomercial. We are discussing a wide range of topics, but I wanted you to know who is sponsoring the show. Let's get started. Today, I am joined by clinical aromatherapist, herbalist, nurse practitioner, and the owner of Two Wolves Herbal Apothecary, Dr. Kim Adams. Hello, Dr. Adams. Thank you for joining us today. You're very welcome. I'm happy to be here. So I'm just going to jump right in. Uh, I'm curious about your journey in terms of how your the, the path that you've taken that's brought you to where you are at this point. Uh, what can you share about your journey with us? Um, well, originally I was trained um, actually initially in dietetics and nutrition and went back to nursing school. Um, I did nursing. I became a nurse practitioner probably five years later. I had done ECMO and transport and um, for most of my years did high-level neonatal and pediatric intensive care. Um, I had always been interested in herbalism and alternative health because of my mother um, she had often used home remedies, um, when I was a kid. So I decided to go back and get my doctorate in integrative health. At the time, there were only two schools in the nation, um, that would offer a doctorate in nursing practice in integrative health. So I applied to, um, University of Minnesota. Um, and wound up doing a full immersion. I went four years, um, and I studied Ayurvedic medicine. Um, I went on a retreat in Hawaii and studied shamanism. Um, and we studied global studies. And, um, of course, I did my dissertation in essential oils and had a small holistic practice and started making products. Um, my graduate project was actually with the University of Minnesota uh, making and formulating products at that point. Um, I was- so Doctor- Yes. I'm sorry, sorry I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm just, uh, 
you used a term earlier, integrated medicine. Um, uh, for our audience, what does that mean? Integrative medicine is an actual blending of traditional medicine or allopathic medicine and holistic um, medicine. Um, more of the Chinese, Japanese, Ayurvedic, um, very ancient and aged types of medicine. Um, it is a blend of the two, um, which actually complements very well with my education. Um, Perfect. Thank you very much. And so when I went to, when I finished graduate school, um, I had moved to the mountains to a small cabin. And there's a huge population um, that does herbal care there and remedies. Um, and so I dabbled a little bit in it, but then I had a huge, um, very traumatic event. Um, and my daughter was killed in an accident. And while I was, you know, grieving, I was still working as a practitioner in a level four intensive care. And I had moved my other daughter in with me because they were best friends and she was grieving. And literally I had brain fog and I was very concerned about my um, patients. And if you're a good practitioner or um, medical person, you know, you never ever want your patients to be impacted um, by your own issues. You leave those at the door. Mm -hmm. So I was forced to reinvent myself. Um, I walked away from traditional medicine um, and opened up a small retail store in Dahlonega, Georgia. And the very first products I ever made for retail sale were a tattoo oil and balm um, from essential oils. And I got into cannabis um, and formulating hemp products just because the research was so good. And every morning, um, I'm a researcher. Um, I think that's a large part of the business. Um, I look at whatever products that I think will work, and I back them with research. And so that's where it all began. My daughter asked for a retail area, and I ordered um, CBD products that I rapidly realized I could not sell because they were not um, what they were touted to be. And so um, that's when I talked to a farmer who was a friend of mine, and she said, Kim, you have every ability to formulate your own products. Why are you not doing this? And so that started the path that we're now on. At, um, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, at that no, point, no, at that point, really honestly, um, I did not realize the demand. Um, it was the year before the pandemic, and we opened another store, second store, and it was larger. And so I decided to put herbs and teas on the shelf. 
And I did it to fill shelf space. I really didn't think there would be a huge demand. And we started custom blending teas um, for people that had certain problems like gout or cystitis or that had came in with pain issues um, and that could not use CBD products. Um, and that's really where it all began. And it was and still is a word of mouth business. We really don't advertise. Um, we just use word of mouth of our customers. So that is taking, that brings us to the two wolves, uh, the two wolves tea room. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Um, that is a blend. Honest to goodness. That is a blend of, um, the nutrition principles and the wellness principles um, that were created in the very beginning with a dietetics and nutrition degree. Um, I firmly believe that honestly, true health and wellness and achieving balance can be done through food and through herbal products. And so we opened the tea room to show people that you could use gluten-free products. You can use alternative sources. Um, we choose, we do smoothies um, and that type of thing, as well as sort of your mom's old recipes um, and comfort food. So we provide sort of a range um, to let people know, and we invite them in to take their time. Um, and to truly experience sitting down and having a meal and providing that socialization and the type of atmosphere where they feel at home. So full disclosure is that a few weeks uh, I was at the two, the, the two Wolves Tea Room uh, for a reason, along with a number of other people, for a reason that had nothing to do with the podcast. And, you know, if, if you try to imagine, you know, well, what would an apothecary uh, in North Georgia look like? Um, this wouldn't necessarily be it. So, so the first thing that, that I notice is you walk into the tea room and it's a very comforting uh, location. And you, and you mentioned the socialization. I can, I can certainly see people coming in walking into your tea room and just feeling very comforted, welcomed uh, to enjoy um, the social atmosphere and then connected directly to the tea room. Then you walk into the retail location, uh, which was, I just thought it was just a beautiful location uh, that has your products. And then Dr. Adams, you, you invited me to, uh, take a tour of your apothecary, which yes, I definitely wanted to go see it. And, uh, it, it was a very sophisticated operation. Uh, it was, I was impressed. It was, you know, it's been an evolution. Um, and of course I have a lot of gratitude, um, for the fact that it's been a rather rapid evolution. So sometimes you feel like you're on a roller coaster, right? But we we know that we need to have, you know, a CGMP um, t 
type of facility, and we knew we grew. Every store had an herbal kitchen in it. And honest to goodness, Department of Ag really didn't know what to do with this. I'm a part of Georgia Grown and the local community of farmers, and we use local whenever we can. And I knew that we were going to need um, a larger area to make products in because we just couldn't make them fast enough. And so that evolution, I'm actually pretty proud of because my employees are like, fabulous people and they all dug in and were pretty much women owned and run and they dug in and where there were no manufacturing processes we created them um so the fire ciders the infused honeys um the teas therapeutic teas that we use all now come from that space and it's still an evolution. Well, it's it's a, an impressive space. And that's for me coming from a manufacturing background. Uh, also, what I thought was interesting is uh, the glass windows. I mean, it's not like it's in the back of some dark room somewhere. I mean, it people can just, from the outside, just watch the process. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure if you have much of an audience, but you, I mean, you're in a, a good size town in a, you know, retail, uh, complex. Um, and, and for, if anyone is interested, I mean, so the, the, the location I saw is in Helen, Georgia. And if, if anyone has not been to Helen, Georgia, it's, it's an experience. If try to imagine, uh, the sound of music with an Alpine, uh, town in Georgia and just, just try to imagine that as an experience in the Georgia mountains. But, you know, I, I appreciated the tour. You, you mentioned that that some of your customers are coming in for various reasons. I think you mentioned gout and some other things. So tell me about teas, because that is, the mixing or the custom mixing of teas is something that so far we really haven't touched on uh, on this podcast up this at this point. Uh, what do teas do? Well, you know, we use um, teas or what they call tysanes, um, which are strictly herbals without a tea in it. There are three types of teas, white, green, and black. And you can utilize those along with herbs to create wellness. Um, and different herbs will react to different things. For example, dandelion and mistletoe are fabulous for the liver and for the kidneys. But if I create a tea blend, um, they act almost as a diuretic. Then you also want um, other products in there to support um, balancing that organ. Say, um, do I need something like marshmallow root, which helps with the mucous membranes. So when you create a blend, you are not, um, you have to put thought into what is the function of the organ, which is, of course, as a practitioner background, that's easy for me. Um, and then, of course, you have to think about what are the energetics of that organ, because really, when you look at it from a holistic perspective, you're looking at whatever the dysfunction is from a spiritual, mental and then physical standpoint. So you want herbs to work 
um, in all facets. And so you may use a cooling herb or a drying herb or a warming herb, depending on the person and what their um, body type is. Or um, you can create a generic blend like a Breathe Easy. We have a Breathe Easy tea that's wonderful for people that have respiratory difficulty. Um, And probably that's one of our top sellers. Um, And that tea is blended with like mullein and leaf and mullein flower when we can get it and elderflower. And elderflower dries the mucous membranes while mullein opens the lungs and helps to repair the lungs. So each blend is created for a specific purpose. And then we utilize the research um, to confirm that that actual herb will do what the therapeutics of it are supposed to do. So your your background uh, is obviously very scientific background uh, in, in terms of your nursing, uh, your discipline that you've developed at research is obviously coming to play when it comes to investigating various herbs and what they can do and what people need to know about them. I'm curious. I mean, do you, do you research out of like medical journals? Or I do. do you, research? <laughs> you do. Okay. I do. Just to share with our audience. About <laughs> some, of the, some of the resources, some of the resources that you use to help educate yourself uh, in, in the world of herbalism. Well, there's ethnobotany and ethnopharmacosy like um, journals, but also National Institute of Health has an alternative arm. And National Institute of Health is just a national database about like Cochrane is a national database or PubMed where they have the entire collection archived there. So if I decide to look up you know, the benefits of mullein or um, glandular root and cancer um, and and look at those study designs. A really good study will tell you exactly um, what the product is, how it was obtained, what the um, dilution of it is. Is it a tincture? We do a lot of tinctures. Um, is it a, you know, a tea? Um, what were the results over what length of time? All of those things are very important um, because herbs do not work like drugs. They are not a fast sort of band-aid, I guess, um, to, to work on a symptom. They are designed to heal an organ. That's different. Those are two different things. And so you have to look at the timing um, because that's critical. And you have to let people know these things are slower, but the good thing about it is they have very few contraindications. So which means they're not going to damage your liver. They're not going to damage your kidneys. We don't put anything on our shelves that would have to have severe cautions with those. Those you should have a clinical herbalist and and be solid with somebody. But I will tell you too um, that with supplement use, 
um, you really should be followed or at least ask the question of, are these right for me? And how do I figure that out? We are developing an arm of two wolves um, called Proactive Help that is going to do that. But at this moment, all of our people, when you come in our stores, have herbal certifications and they are displayed. We pay for um, their education um, because I firmly believe that we have a responsibility to help the person that comes into us as best we can. If someone comes into your store uh, and they're interested in some herbs, but if they're already on medications, uh, do you normally recommend that they at least inform their doctor? Oh, absolutely. Considering? Absolutely. So we we okay. really do not, you know, as a practitioner, I feel very strongly that your primary physician or your oncologist, whoever it may be, is walking that walk with you, needs to be fully disclosed to um, we do have cancer patients. We do have Parkinson's patients because of the hemp piece, and it works in synergy um, with those kinds of things and with seizures. And I advocate before we ever work with someone that they notify their physician, they make them aware of it, and they get their blessing, really. Because, you know, as a responsible practitioner, you never, ever want to work with somebody um, who is not working in synergy with the rest of the medical team. And, and um, that was always the way it was um, in my previous career. And I just don't think I can change that part of me. You know, I think that all medicine, um, um, no matter whether it's peppermint or whether you're taking some sort of sublingual nitro, um, I think that they are all meant to um, be fully disclosed and work together for your benefit. Dr. Adams, what is the best way that someone can reach you or one of your locations? I have three locations, one in Helen, one in Cleveland, and one in Augusta. Um, We do have a business phone number. We are on Google. Um, We do have an internet site, um, which is two wolves, the number two wolves and INC Inc. Um, dot com. We also, the phone number, the generic phone number for the stores, for the Augusta store is 706-969-1651. And they can be directed from there um, to the Helen store or to the Cleveland store. And all of my um, employees can reach me directly if they have questions. And of course, I have my own clients. Um, We do health consultations um, and bioenergetic testing. Um, So that is a large part of my day. Fantastic. And for the audience, just so you know, um, 
all of Dr. Adams' contact information will be available in both the transcript of this podcast as well as the information that is located at the or in the podcast service or on YouTube. So if you're driving, you don't have to you know, stop what you're doing. We don't want you doing that and writing all this information down. It's easily accessible uh, with the podcast information. Dr. Adams, thank you very much uh, for a very informative uh, chat uh, regarding herbalism and and I would say also how you turned tragedy, a, a, a very rough situation in your life, but you've turned that into something that helps people. And I, I would just say thank you doing that well you're very welcome I think I really did it more um, for my children to provide a legacy hopefully of a better health care system well I, and I think we all appreciate that Dr. Adams thank you very much thank you I appreciate being here today and now a quick word about our sponsor Dr. Tate's herbal tinctures and tonics Dr. Tate's all natural herbal formulas which are the true definition of herbal tonics, have been available for over 20 years. These specially formulated herbal tonics are designed to help cleanse, heal, rebuild, and revitalize your body, which will help improve your overall health. Dr. Tate's offers the herbal blood tonic, Doc's Detox, herbal fat burner, herbal female tonic, and herbal male tonic. If you would like to learn more about the tonics and where to pick up your bottle, call 404-459-8696 or visit drtates.online. That's D-R-T-A-T-E-S dot online. All links and contact information is available in the podcast and YouTube descriptions. That does it for this episode of Adventures in Good Health. We would like to hear from you regarding this podcast and any suggestions you have for future podcasts. You can reach us at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Please subscribe and leave a rating or a review. Until next week, this is David Maloof exploring natural approaches to good health.